I'd like to welcome you to the ministry of McCormick's Creek Church. We certainly hope that you will enjoy this selection. Got it. Amen. The world didn't give it to me, and the world's not going to take it away. Hallelujah. Amen. If you all start getting quiet on me, I'm going to sit down. Amen. Because we're in church, and we ought to have church. Amen. Amen. I'm not here to tickle somebody's ears. I'm here to speak what God's given me. Amen. And I believe, amen, that God is still got something for somebody here tonight. Amen. I thank God for the blood. I thank God for the blood that washes whiter than snow. Hallelujah. David said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I thank God for the old paths for what? In them is the good way. In them is the good way. Oh, hallelujah. You're getting quiet. Come on. What happened to all that shouting? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and shout. It ain't going to bother me one bit. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory. I'm about wound up like an eight-day clock. I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, first thing I want to say is, Pastor, thank you for working through my situation that we were going through some things, and God knows all about it. Amen. But I felt at the time I, I just needed a little bit of break. I felt like I just sometimes, and I'm just going to be flat honest. Is that all right? You can be seated for a minute. I've said it before, I, I just felt like I needed to resign and do everything and just sit on a pew and not do anything, but just praise God. First off, pastor said, that wasn't going to happen. And then I said, well, just let me sit in the pew. And he said, that ain't happening either. But he did let me take some time off, and I appreciate that. Uh, through this time off, I've heard some great, great preaching. have got some young men coming up here that's, that's doing fantastic. Doing fantastic, and I thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to be here, and I also want to thank Brother Hill. Brother Hill was supposed to have been preaching tonight, but he called me late Friday afternoon and said, I need for you to do me a favor, and I just thought it was going to be something simple. And he said, I need to switch nights with you, because he felt puny. Now, you can look at him and tell he's puny. So, huh? No, that's not hard to tell. So, we've decided, Brother Robertson and I, to uh, change his title a little bit. And we're going to take that associate pastor away. We're going to leave the AP, though. And the poor guy, every time you talk to him, he's hurting somewhere. So, we're, we're just going to call him the always pain. Pastor. So we'll leave the AP. Is that all right, Brother Hill? Amen. We love you, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You over it now? Good. Well, then you lied to me. Oh, hallelujah. But God's good anyway, isn't he? Amen. Amen. God is good. Have your Bibles and want to turn with me. We're going to go to the book of 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And boy, I'm telling you, 
I have used this scripture, and I've just about got it worn out. Through all the situations that we've gone through, I've had to lean on this scripture more than once. And I believe that God has given me this message, And there hath no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. But God is faithful. I love that. God is faithful. Through all of that stuff that we had to go through, God was faithful. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. But we've got to keep fighting that fight. We can't give up. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But with the temptation also, make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Turn with me, if you would, to Matthew, the seventh chapter, 21. And maybe, I think that's right. Yeah. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Give the Lord a hand, clap of praise as you're seated. Hallelujah. Oh, thank the Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And if I had to title this message, I'm just going to title it, Lord, Lord. How much more can we take? Back to 1 Corinthians 10, 13, if you would, Brother Tuttle. How much can we take? But that Scripture tells me that. He'll put no more upon us than what we're able to bear, yet with the temptation, make a way of escape. How many enjoy all the temptations and the heartaches and the pains and the struggles that you got to go through? How many appreciate it? I appreciate it. It's made something better out of me. I'm going to tell you. It's made something better out of me. Now, you can be seated if you want to. But we're in a fight. We're in a fight. And it's up to you on, and your mindset is, how much am I going to take of it? And we're God's army. And we've been equipped with God filled us with the Holy Ghost, and we were buried in the name of Jesus. He equipped us with everything that we needed to fight any devil that comes against us. Because the Bible even goes on to say that the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. That means, hey, we got the power, devil, to to take over this situation that you're not going to bother me. You're not going to bother my brother or my sister who's going through something. Oh, man, I, I'm, just, I'm going to start getting ahead of myself here, and i got to watch it. We want to look at it, common, just man here. We want to look at the negative side of things. We don't want to look at the positive. Okay, God, I know you can do this. We want to look at the negative. And so when a little problem comes along that we think is a big old mountain, we start questioning God. Why me, God? Why do I got to go through that? 
And the next thing you know, you're, you're giving up. You're, you're starting to slow down a little bit. And the first thing anybody always does is quit praying. And buddy, when you quit praying, you've opened the door. You've opened the door. I'm going to come down to your level a little while. Hmm. The old man can still get down. I don't know about getting up, but I got down. Now, this has been old men's day. Brother Robertson this morning. Brother G inducted into the 60s Hall of Fame. Hallelujah. And then the old man here preaching tonight. Now, my back does feel better that Brother G got to turn 60. But I'm still carrying two. Still carrying Sister Anderson and Brother Robertson. Man, that's a load right there. And he's just jealous because I'm lighter than him now. <laughs> Had to put that in there. Barely. I don't know. <clears throat> but you see, Gideon, he had an army. 32,000 strong. And when it come time to do the fighting... He found out he had a few cowards. Next thing you know, the army's whittled down. Those that were afraid, down. Next thing you know, he's got an army of 300. The cowards went home and all those that didn't want it and laughed like a dog, they all went home. Now, you look around here. We're not right maybe 300, but we're close. And if we would all just get in the same mindset that, God, whatever you want me to do right now, and quit trying to avoid what God's telling us to do. It's like I told my men when I was the big-time boss. I said, you guys, some of you work harder to get out of work than if you just would go ahead and do the job. And some people just got to have a size 14 of them to get them to move. And some you could let dynamite off and they wouldn't move. And sometimes that's the way it is in the church. We look at it as seniority. And boy, don't you hear that a lot. I got seniority so somebody else can shout. Seniority doesn't mean a thing to God. Seniority doesn't mean a thing to God. It's how much and you got that thing activated in your heart. Hallelujah. Just like I've said before, you take some sugar and put some sweet and low in it, take your drink. Is it good? No, it ain't good to what? Till you stir it up. You stir up that gift inside of you, amen, and you can move some mountains. Amen. You can put the devil to flight. Oh man, I'm feeling good. Hmm. How many really want to fight? How many soldiers do I have here tonight that's willing to fight the good fight of faith? Hallelujah. How many's not afraid, amen, to get up and to give God praise? Amen. We worry too much about what so-and-so's going to think of me. I'm going to preach old time here, brother. Amen. I'm preaching old time. I'm going to sit down and rest a minute because I'm old. Amen. But we, we just want to take it easy. And let somebody, I'll let Sister Kim do it for me. And you know, I know, I've known her for a long, long time. She's from Smithville where I grew up. 
And we was even lucky that she stuck around that long. I was wondering nobody that, that murdered her. <laughs> but she knows me too well. But, you know, we found something that the state found out something that was good for her, brother. Now, the state used her. Now, I'm going to tell you how. Back in the day when you was poor as we were back there in those hills and hollers, we didn't have all the fancy things that they've got now as these big sirens they use for tornadoes. See that familiar voice? The county made up a deal with Kim's mom and dad that when there's a storm coming, we'll call you, just let Kim holler, and you can hear her all over the country. Amen. Bless you, sis. All right. We love her anyway. Amen. But here I am doing things that I'm just getting ready to tell you ought not do. If you'll give me Ecclesiastes, Brother Jerry and I were talking here the other day, and he come across, we was talking some things, that he was going through some things, and he come down and he'd give me this scripture, and I want to use it, and then I'll get to my point. Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. Be not rash with thy mouth. Let me read that again. Be not rash with thy mouth. Be not rash with thy mouth. Be not rash with thy mouth. And let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon earth. Therefore let thy words be few. Hmm. Now what's he saying here? Well, glory. I'm so glad to be in church, but you know what? I'm going there because I want to see if so-and-so made it tonight. See, I'm going to see, oh, maybe they got a new outfit, and maybe I want to go see if I can find me something like that. I'm going to go see who's got the newest hairdo. And the next thing you know, you're coming in here, then you're looking to find fault with somebody. Ooh, we're getting quiet now, ain't we? I must be where I need to be. We're wanting to talk about so-and-so. You know, they shouldn't be doing that, and -and so-and-so shouldn't be doing this. But who died and left you, God? Because this is a soul-saving place. Amen. And you were sinners just like they were. The Bible says such were some of you. So we can't be finding fault with our brothers and our sisters. If you've got aught in your heart, you ought not have it. Because if you think you're going to heaven, honey, you ain't going anywhere but a place called hell. And I'm not going to say I'm sorry for saying that, but it's true. It's true. I'm not here, and I don't have time to find fault with my pastor. I don't have time to find fault with the associate pastor. I don't have time to find fault with any of the ministers up here. I don't have time, amen, to find fault with my brothers and my sisters. Oh, glory. I'm feeling good, Brother Krauss. Pants is trying to fall down, so I'm going to come up here where I can stand up. 
That's awful, isn't it? One day I'll be able to afford me some new clothes. Amen. But you see, the devil's trying to stick up his head. I know he is. But he ain't welcome here. And anybody who's invited him here, you were going to take him on out of here. See, I got my man on guard right here. He's taking the fiery darts that's trying to come against me. He's going to take them for me. That's just how good my brother is to me. Oh, come on. Amen. If you love God, won't you stand up and act like you do? Hallelujah. Why don't you give him a little bit of that prayer? Oh, hallelujah. 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 My God, you're worthy. My God, you're worthy. Mm, hallelujah. So yeah, we, we look around and we wanna, we wanna sometimes flirt around. Amen. And see sometimes maybe, can I get by with this just a little bit? And then the next time we think, and I'm gonna go to a man that Pastor talked about this morning, a man called Samson. Samson did that very thing. He flirted around with the world. He met him a gal called Delilah. Next thing you know, she's going down there and saying, Hey, hey, honey, won't you come over here and lay your head on my lap? Let me rub my fingers through your hair. Not having a clue where his power came from. But yet he made up some lies. And told her where his power came from, and that word wasn't where it came from. So he continued to flirt around with sin a little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. Until it cost him something. It cost him his life. Just like the pastor preached this morning. He may have slew more in the end than he did in the beginning, but it cost him something too. It cost his life. I want to tell you young people something right now. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not a youth pastor, but I'm, a, I'm an assistant pastor, so if Brother R tells me to shut up, I will. <laughs> but I want to tell you girls something. You flirting around with some guy that ain't in church, you're messing around with the wrong thing. Boys, you're looking at girls out in the world, you're looking at the wrong thing. And when Joe Cool comes through the door and wants to try to intimidate you and tell you how beautiful you are and try to take you out and try to do something he ought not be trying to do, <laughs> then that bozo needs to leave town when the circus pulls out. Come on, do you hear me? That bozo needs to be put in flight. And that goes with the guys as well. Oh, smile, honey. You're looking good there. You're, you're all just looking real good. Now, you see, that's the problem right now with a lot of churches. They claim, I'm Pentecost, I'm Pentecost, I'm Pentecost. Well, my gosh, do you know how many Pentecostal churches there are? And I'm not talking apostolic. I'm talking Pentecost this, Pentecost that. Trinity Pentecost. But there's not that many apostolics anymore. Not too many. 
And I told you once, that's anointed people standing on, standing on living. Oh man, I, I, what, what was it? Tell me. Anointed people only standing true on living in consistency. That's apostolic. You got to be consistent. Got to be consistent. We can't wimp out. We can't wimp out. So there's not too many Pentecostals. Amen. Now, you, you'll find some of them that, that say they're Pentecost and are apostolic. I see some of them that's letting down on some things. Oh, hallelujah. Am I in the right place or not? And I'm not saying this is one of them, but I'm just saying. I'm glad tonight that I can stand behind a pulpit, amen, and at a church, amen, that preaches the truth of God. Amen, that stands for holiness. Amen, that stands for the Word of God. That's not afraid to preach it. Oh, come on. Come on. Too many of them. Too many of them are letting down on their standard. Too many of them say, hey, it's okay. We can get by. Oh, you're getting fooled and you're being deceived by a devil. Amen. You're being deceived by a spirit that's going to send your soul to hell. Mm. Yeah, you can just come on to our church. Uh, uh, we're going to see what you can do here. And, you know, if you want to go out and do this, that's fine. Uh, you just come on up here and play your instrument, and uh, it'll be all right. I went to a church one time where I had a pastor, and if you didn't call that pastor, if you wasn't going to be at church, and Sister Anderson knows what I'm talking if you didn't call him and let him know you weren't going to be there and you did anything in that church, whether it be play an instrument or whatever, and you didn't let him know, you best not get on the platform the next service if he didn't know it. Because he would escort you off. He says, if you can't tell me you can't be here, then don't you come up here and try to take and be a part of this service when you didn't, couldn't tell authority what you, what you were doing. And I've also, Sister Anderson, seen him slam that Bible shut when he see a bunch of people talking and give you ten minutes to clear the building. See, this Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. This is what's going to save you. It's not playing tiddlywinks, amen, with the world. But I am thankful for this church. I'm thankful for men of God who's not afraid to stand up here and preach the whole, preach this truth the way it needs to be preached. I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling wound up, brother. Hmm. I just don't know which way I want to get going. I just want God to direct me. But see, Samson, he lost out because he wanted to flirt with the world. But let me tell you about somebody. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There's three, three guys who weren't afraid. And it didn't matter what it cost them. They wasn't going to bow down at the feet of old King Nebuchadnezzar. 
Brother Krause, you did fantastic Wednesday night talking about the feet of Jesus. The one thing I found out about this guy, though, the one thing that I found out about this guy Wednesday night is I'm going to tell you, don't make him mad because when you leave home, he'll burn your house down. Amen. You make him mad, you've made him mad. See, I didn't make it up. But that brings me to another point. It's not even in my outline. I heard a guy one time come up to another pastor. And he said, Pastor, I can't get my kids to come to church. Well, you want, what, what, what am I going to do? He said, first thing he told him, he said, well, do they live with you? He said, yes, sir, they do. They're not of age to leave the house yet. Pastor then told him, he said, okay, if your house was on fire, would you try to go in and rescue them or would you go ahead and let them burn? He said, well, I t- a father, I'm going to go in and, and try to rescue them and get them out of that fire. He said, that's the same way it is with the house of God. You bring them here. Amen. And some of you other people that want to think you're real, real holy, leave them alone. God will deal with them. The Holy Ghost will lead and guide them into all truth. Come on now. Oh, come on. i got half of you to clap and shout. Now we need the other half to get alive. Hallelujah. I'm praying right now that somebody's soul catches on fire here. Amen. And I'm not talking about in hell, but I'm talking about right now getting loose in the Holy Ghost. Getting loose in the Holy Ghost. How long has it been since you shouted? How long has it been since you run the aisle? How long has it been since you renewed that gift of the Holy Ghost inside of you? I told this at the home group uh, Saturday night. I said my dad one time, he, he got up and he had a testimony. He said people are always telling him that he couldn't do this, he couldn't do that. I can't smoke anymore. He said I can't drink anymore and you can't dance anymore. See, we always find these holier than thou's. And I'm not trying to find fault, but they're there. They think they can't do any wrong. I thought I made a mistake one time, but later found out I was wrong. But these holier-than-thou's can't even get in the bathtub without parting the water. Dad said, hey. He said, I can drink. I can drink of the new wine. And I won't have the hangover the next morning. He said, I can still smoke. I can run those aisles and burn them up. He said, I can still dance, but I'm going to change partners. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. We don't have to be in the world to do all that. We can do it right here in the house of God. Amen. When the Holy Ghost moves on you, you need to let it go and just go ahead and do what God wants you to do. Come on, is there anybody who feels like running? Anybody who feels like shouting? Anybody? Oh, come on. Hallelujah. 
Come on, this church is alive and well. Too many people. I've heard people in the world say, Oh, God is dead. Well, if God's dead, then watch this. I'm feeling inside of my heart. My God's alive and He's well and He's moving. He's not dead. It may be just the spirit of your feelings dead. Come on, church, get alive. Come on, church, let's have church. Come on, church, let's have some revival. Amen, let's get back. Amen, to those days of Brush Arbor. Some of you are too young to know what that is. Amen, but those people back then... In the old days, they didn't care. They didn't worry about their needs. They, they went out of their houses and had prayer meetings on the street. They marched up and down the street shouting the Holy Ghost and just letting it rip. But amen, we sometimes get a little bit afraid to go witness to somebody. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing to be ashamed of. God has been nothing but good to this church. God has been nothing but good to each and every one of you. You're here not by accident. God saw something good in you. God seen something that you may think that you're no benefit, you're no count to this society. You're no count to your family. That's a lie from the pits of hell. I'm going to give you two men who didn't care what happened to them. They were beaten. They had their clothes rent. And they were thrown in prison. Because they were preaching the gospel. Because they went and delivered a demon, a devil out of a lady. Give me Acts 16, 25. Paul and Silas. At midnight. Wonder why it was at midnight. Did you ever stop to think about midnight? That's when everybody's asleep. Most generally everybody's asleep. And that's when the devil likes to do his dirty work. Sends out his demons to do dirty work. But at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. And they sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. 26. And suddenly, suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. We don't have to wait till midnight, church. All we got to do right now is start praying. All we got to do right now is start shouting. Amen. If you've got anything binding you, it can be loosed right now. Right now, it can be loose if you'll just let go and let God. I don't care how many times. I don't care how many times, Pastor, you pray for somebody because they want prayed for. They'll come down and they want prayed for. And I don't care how many times he, me, or any of these other men pray for you. And I'm just using this as an example. But I don't care how many times, if you are not willing yourself to let go of whatever's bothering you, 
any affliction, any problem, I don't care what it is, if you cling on to that and you're just coming up here because you want to be seen, you're not going to get delivered. But it's when you make up your mind that I'm going to shout. I'm going to go ahead, devil, and get rid of this problem. I'm going to turn it and bow down at the feet of Jesus and give it to Him. Amen. And then, then, then you will be delivered. Oh, hallelujah. It's up to you. What do you really want? Do you want to be set free? Amen. Then bow down at the feet of Jesus and give it to Him. Mm. I may have to take another six months off. I'll be wore out. But Paul and Silas had a determination and a made-up mind that they didn't care what they had to go through. I don't care what i got to go through. It's going to happen whether I want it to happen or not. God is in control, not me. And then we get into this thing, and we get into this problem, we get into this heartache. And we just, sometimes we find it hard. And boy, I found it hard. But I know there were people praying for me. I knew there was some church praying for me. I knew there were men of God who were praying. And no matter how many times the devil told me stupid things, I couldn't allow him to get the better part of me. And you can't let the devil get the better part of you. We've got... To be bold. Hebrews 4 and 16 says this. Come boldly, it says. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Grace. That's why I'm saved. God's grace. God's mercy. He's not looking for a bunch of cowards. But He's looking for people who's bold. It's not afraid. It's not afraid of what your neighbor's going to say. Not afraid of what somebody beside you is going to think. He's looking for somebody that's willing to be a willing vessel. Oh, you're getting quiet. You ever find yourself in a rut? I'm talking a deep rut. And the more you get in there, the deeper it gets. And Brother Floyd, let me tell you how to get rid of that. Quit digging. Just quit digging. Start praying. Start shouting. That rut, you're going to come out. You're going to get victory if you're willing to let it happen. Oh, come on, church. Come on, church. I don't know about you, but I've had all I care to take from this world. I'm praying. We had tongues and interpretation Saturday night. Lord, come quickly. Lord Jesus, come, come quickly. And God said that He was coming, and He was going to come quickly. 
going to come as a thief in the night, whether you're ready or not. It's going to happen. This may not be in the best barn burner you ever heard, but I know it's what God gave me, and I know I'm talking to some people here tonight that needs to make up your mind. If you want to get rid of some afflictions, you'd make up your mind. And, and now don't let doubt come into your mind. Because see, now that I said that, the devil's already met you and telling you it ain't going to happen. He's a liar, and he's the father of all lies. But you see, my God's greater than any sickness. My God's greater than any problem. There's no problem too small, no problem too big that my God cannot take care of. Oh, come on, give him some glory. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I've got a made-up mind, devil. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to march forward. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to stop. Now I want to tell you something here. I'm going to break down. Some of you have already heard it. But there's some who hadn't heard it. I want to use a word test right now. You bring it up. Test. How many like test? Not too many? Well, I'm going to break that word down for you now. The first T stands for temptation. Ever been tempted? Jesus himself was tempted, but yet without sin. The devil's there to tell you, but Tony, just give up, buddy. You know how much you look silly standing there when the church is sitting down there and your eyes are all on you there? You thought they were on me, but they're on you. See, that's what he's telling you. Do you care? I don't care. All right. That's what we've got to do. We've got to tell him, I don't care. But he'll tell you you're worthless. He'll tell you you're the biggest piece of trash there ever was. But I believe, Pastor, you used that scripture that I love so well in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's what? A new creature. The old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. The old man's dead now. He's alive and he's well. The second word, the letter, is E, and it stands for emotions. The devil can work on your mind so much. And when you get to that point where you're just feeling like, I don't know which way I'm going to turn. And, buddy, when you go through some struggles, I know God. He's my ever-present help in time of trouble. But the devil will always be there to tell you anything he can to discourage you. I don't know how many times I have been tempted this past, oh, probably two and a half years, this, this thing that we've gone through. But at one point it got so bad that 
The devil said, buddy, you know, I believe your ministry's done. It's over. You might as well forget it. And, brother, that's when I came to you and told you I wanted to resign. I listened to that stupid spirit. And then it got deeper and deeper and deeper to where one day I had some guns out checking them out. And the devil says, why don't you just put that up to your head and pull the trigger? Come on, I'm talking to somebody. Just pull the trigger and get out of this thing. Get out of this mess. Oh, God. I knew deep down in my heart. knew too much to listen to what this this devil was telling me. Pull that trigger. Get it over. But I couldn't. There was still enough of the Holy Ghost in there. That tells me I can't do that. You see, you do something stupid like that. You have no time to tell God you're sorry. And where do you think you're going to spend eternity? Emotions. They run rampant. The next letter is S. Stands for stress. I've been so stressed out, I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew God was in control, and, and yeah, I, I did. I myself found myself questioning God. God. I know your word says that you would never put no more upon me. And what I'm able to bear. But my Lord, how much do you think I can bear? The carnal man. I've had all I want. But God allows it. Stress. And Pastor, you were right on the target this morning. You talked about stress with that stuff. Of how them weeds choked that thing. I felt like I was being choked to death. But I'm here to tell you, church, through everything, through every test, through every trial, I've got to tell you, my God's been there. It's not always on the mountain. You can't live on that mountain all the time. You've got to have some valley experiences. But David said it well, though I walk through the valley of death, 
I'm going to fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thou art with me. God, You'll never leave me. He said He'd never leave you nor forsake you. But He said He'd go with you all the way, even to the end of the world. The last stands for trial. I thank God for every trial. I thank God for the stress. I thank God for the emotions. I thank God for the temptations. Because I tell you why I do. I stand here tonight victorious. I stand here tonight that God put me through all this test just to find out how, how well I'd go through it. Was I going to pass or was I going to fail? But I had a made-up mind. Devil, I'm going to get victory. Devil, I'm going to have victory no matter what you try to do. Hallelujah. Hmm. God right now is speaking with every eye closed. I don't want any music. I don't want anything right now, but God's will to be done. But God's speaking to several people right now. And He's just willing to find out how faithful you really are. How much of this test can you handle? How much are you willing to handle? Well, let me read you a scripture and I'm going to come back. I'm going to read you a poem. It says, don't quit. When things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're drudgingly seems all uphill, oh, hallelujah, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Success is failure turned inside out. The silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you can never tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight. When you hardest hit, it's when things go wrong that you mustn't quit. I still feel my spirit right now in the Holy Ghost. That there's still some healing that can be done, but you've got to make up your mind that you do want that. 
And God's able to do it. There's somebody right now who's struggling with some problems. The devil's told you lie after lie after lie. But God's got you here tonight to set you free. This altar is open right now. If there's anybody, and I know there is, I know there is, I could almost come down and walk right to you. But you need to find your way to this altar and put it under the blood. You need to bow down at the feet of Jesus and give it to Him. Because He's the only one who cares. He's the only one who understands what you're going through. Come on, people. We can't quit. We've got to make it. And our time is short. Brother, I know exactly the pain you're going through. I know exactly the things you're going through. I feel this man's pain. There's an awful, awful, awful strong presence of God right now that's trying to draw somebody to this altar. The the devil has told you so many things. The devil has told you to commit suicide. End it. But he's a liar because God wants to give you life. God wants to give you life. There's more that need to come. I'm not going to stand here and beg you. I believe God's given you an opportunity. But it's up to you what you want. It's up to you what you want. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. People down here praying, and uh, this altar will remain open. There are people here that need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There are people here that just need to lay down a a great deal of weight that they have been carrying for so long. And this altar is going to remain open. We'll go down and pray with people. I ask you, you, if you must talk, please go into the vestibule and try not to be disruptive. Lord bless you.